Next on BYU Sports Nation, down goes 25th-ranked Gonzaga. BYU keeps the NCAA tournament dream alive with a team win in every sense of the phrase. We go two-on-one with Anson Winder and Eric Mika after last night's win. What's next for BYU as they make a dash for the big dance? Don't forget a jam-packed Cougar whip around and why Taysom Hill has legitimate Heisman hype. Seriously. Let's go. And now, live on Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio, it's BYU Sports Nation with your hosts, Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. Happy Friday. And I mean that with every fiber of my being. BYU Sports Nation doing work on February 21st. I'm Spencer Linton alongside Team USA advocate Jerem Jordan. USA! USA. Let's go. That's about to start, baby. USA, Canada, semis in Sochi. Get her done. But Wherever. first, Gonzaga. Oh, BYU man. beats Gonzaga. Man. Woo! Wherever and however you may be listening, we are ecstatic to have you with us. I got four hours of sleep last night, and I feel fantastic. Late game, doesn't matter. I watched part of the game on the rebroadcast on BYU TV when I got home. It was that good. I don't care. BYU beats Gonzaga, and this is how we do it. This is how we do it. Oh, yeah. We beat Gonzaga. The fan in me just came out there. We. (laughs) (laughs) That's totally appropriate. The school I graduated from. Totally appropriate, my friend. BYU beats Gonzaga. Huge win. Yes! My goodness, it just it felt so good. I wanted to revel, just revel in the victory last night. I didn't want to go home. The feeling in the Marriott Center you was and I, amazing. You and I didn't leave until 1230. <laughs> and it was totally okay. Every, I mean, it was the who's who of BYU at the game last night. Too. Ziggy was there. John Beck was there. Travis Hansen. Yep. Barack Obama was no, there. Nope. It was crazy. <laughs> he may have been watching. Who knows? No. He's a big college basketball he fan. He was not watching. Who knows? I'm just saying. Uh, Taysom Hill, by the way, amidst all this Gonzaga craziness, Sporting News released a really interesting article yesterday about number 4, BYU's quarterback, and how he is not just one of the top quarterbacks in the country, he's one of the top players they in the country. They listed the top 25 players going into the 2014 college football season, and they said that Taysom Hill is number 15. Number 15! Wow. More on that later. He's on the Heisman radar, and we'll dig into that. Also, how I may have played a role in last night's win, indirectly. No, directly. We'll break it down in just a second. <laughs> Join our conversation by using the hashtag BYUSN, that hashtag giving you, BYU Sports Nation, a 24-7 avenue to link up, have your say, wherever, whenever. Great tweets coming in all last night. This one's especially good, this first one. At DJ Nels, it's like BYU tossed Gonzaga into the salsa bar at Rancheritos in Provo, Utah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hashtag Joe Sampson. <laughs> At Bridger Hill. Hashtag Mario clutched down the stretch, referring to Matt Carlino. Short timers slash air. Hashtag airball. Hashtag Big Italy with Mission Karma. Winder. Hashtag 10 for 10. Hashtag Big A lot of hashtags here. Yep. Hashtag Big Mullet. Always huge. Hashtag RPI. Fury's um, RPI all the way up to 33 today. Woo! They're 33. Ugh. They are 33 in the RPI. Don't get me going. I'm just that's just the start. That's just the start of my uh, little diatribe that's coming. At it's uh, M O C O B Y U Blue Moco Moco B Y U Blue. 
One eleven a.m. Eastern, four forty-five a.m. Wake-up call for a flight home. Totally worth it. Hashtag awesome. BYU beats Zags. Yes. At our, uh, Rock the Y. Uh, do I get a rise and shout in today's show for being the only one to answer yesterday's question with Winder? Yes, you do. Yes, you do. Yesterday, our question we joked like, "Hey, pick somebody. The, who needs to have a big game for BYU to win? Pick somebody." A bunch of people said the team. The team. It was a team win. The most unique win of the season for Brigham Young. Jeff, congratulations at rock underscore the underscore Y. You do get a rise and shout for calling Anson Winder 17 points. At Jerem Jordan. I love this one from uh, oh, I get a my, my co-host. Yep, Sweet. You do. Remember that time Matt Carlino airballed a shot, then swished an off-balance shot at the end of the shot clock? That was awesome. That was awesome, man. <laughs> he has no memory. That, Matt Carlino has no memory. That is Matt Carlino's career in a single play. Awesome. Like, wait, what was that? Yes! It's, 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 you can look at it as a weakness, but also as his greatest quality. Seriously, it's both in the same. It's both awesome. in the same play. At CW Dane, a game so good, switching from ESPN2 to BYU TV to watch it again, baby. And we are underway in the semis, U.S. and Canada. Go USA. Let's go America. Hey, while we're on the Twitter beat, sound off on today's Twitter question. What was your favorite moment from the BYU win versus Gonzaga? Use hashtag BYUSN. For me, it was the moment that Matt Carlino raced past half court with 18 seconds left where the deal was done. And it was, ugh, that moment was, yes! Yeah, they're not going to foul. BYU won. They hey, concede. They concede. Part of what happens here with you and I is that we are on press row. And we cannot cheer. That we have a job to do. We're not there to be rah rah. But then we come on this radio show and, and the, get to do it. And the <laughs> it all verbally comes out. It comes out. It and all physically comes out. comes out. Oh, you know, you know, I I really enjoyed the game for so many reasons last night. And what's funny is da- David Almadova asked me to say the the, prayer. the head of athletic marketing. Yeah, he asked me to say the prayer last night, and I was like, yeah, okay, yeah. At Samuel Hancock, he tweeted the following. When, at BYU Sports Nation, when at Spencer underscore Linton gave the Cougs some BYU Sports Nation karma by saying the prayer, Zags didn't have a chance. <laughs> uh, I want to take you back to this, back to last night. It's about 8.50 Mountain Time. Spencer Linton is announced to say the prayer in the Marriott Center. It sounded like this. And now with the opening prayer, Spencer Linton from BYU Sports Nation. At this moment, I thought I saw a light. What? <laughs> oh, it was a spotlight. My bad. Never mind. Arms were folded, heads were bowed, words were spoken. I thought I heard something like hashtag BYUSN at the end of the prayer. I'm not sure, though. That might be wrong. But the prayer set the tone. And BYU Sports Nation karma was given. It's real. It is real. And BYU beats Gonzaga. I can't tell you how many people brought it up to Spencer, either on Twitter. But John Beck goes, dude, you said the prayer, right? (laughs) People knew that Spencer said the prayer, and that set the tone. I think it was because I had my royal blue pants on. People were like, who's, that the, was good who's too. the dude wearing the royal blue pants? Oh, he's saying the prayer. So before the game, I knew you were going to pray. You said, hey, I'm going to say the prayer. Uh, and this was the game of games to say this particular prayer. I don't remember what you said. But I remember that it was good. And I, so I tweeted, hey, any suggestions for Spencer on the prayer? And he said, uh, let's see, at Joe Sorber. I, we got a bunch of good uh, suggestions. This was the best one. Please bless this game to nourish and strengthen our brackets. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so good. Great win. Nice prayer. Uh, I know the WCC tournament won't allow uh, you know, BYU's typical you know, prayer routine, but if you need to say the prayer on the uh, 
PA Mike in Vegas, I think we should do it. People are lobbying for that already on Twitter. <laughs> Can we get Spencer built into his contract to say the prayer? Tom Olmo comes up to me after the game, and I'm not expecting this. He's like, hey, started with your prayer. And I'm like, okay. And then, and of course, John Beck, Bill Hoops, uh, who works for Athletic Marketing, Kyle Chilton, Basketball Sports Information Director. That's funny. I had like 10 text messages when I got back to my seat. Hey, nice prayer. I, I was surprised people were paying attention. Also, that people were happy I kept it under a minute. Yeah, you were solid. I want to say you were like 25 seconds. That was good. That was good. Nice performance. Thank you very much. BYU Sports Nation airs weekdays at noon Eastern, 10 a.m. Mountain on Sirius XM Channel 143, BYURadio.org, the BYU Radio iOS app, now the TuneIn app, if you have an Android, and Dish Network Channel 980, the show also on demand at BYURadio.org, or catch the rebroadcast weekdays at 7 Eastern. Rise and shout, BYU Sports Nation. It's Friday, and time for What's Trending. What's Trending in BYU Sports Nation. Topic one. Wow. Just wow. A 15-2 run. BYU holding for the final shot. Final three seconds. Hawes contested. Hits the three. Off one leg. As the buzzer sounds in a fitting end of the first half. I cannot emphasize how big that shot from Tyler Haas was. You just heard Gonzaga was on a 15-2 run to close out the half. Tyler Haas hits that one-footed fadeaway three-pointer at the buzzer to tie the game going into halftime, and then BYU has some mojo as they go into the break. That was an enormous shot, and Jeremy, you pointed out something really interesting. It started a critical 9-0 run if you combine that three plus the first six points of the second half. Huge. Yeah, that was important because BYU was slipping a little bit. Offensively, they weren't playing as well at that moment. Gonzaga kind of got back into the game. But then BYU started the second half well, feeling the confidence of the tie game with that three-pointer there. Interestingly enough, Tyler Haas, only four points up to that point, seven after that. He only scored five in the second half. This was the most unique win of the year because... Kyle Collinsworth and Tyler Hawes combined for 20, and BYU wins the game. What? I did not see that coming, where, where BYU changed the lineup uh, and, and beat Gonzaga. They played a, a unique game and won. You know, it's funny. Yesterday we asked people, so who's the guy that needs to have a big game? Who needs to step up? And a lot of people were responding with like three or four people, and some people said a team win. Team and win. We, we're and like, we hey, jo- pick one, pick we one person. Pick one person. Sure enough, everyone. Those people were right. It was a team. It was a you team. You needed win. the team. Four different players in double figures. We'll get into the nitty gritty of some of those statistics and reaction in just a minute. But I mean, the high of beating Gonzaga right now. This is a peak moment for sure for BYU. Topic two: shaking things up. Shot block. Here comes BYU in transition for the layup. Okay, so uh, as the starting lineups are getting ready to get announced, I'm looking at the bench right in front of me, and I see Anson Winder and Josh Sharp. And I'm like, huh? Uh, Okay. So Dave Rose mixes up the starting lineup, and it was a brilliant move. Defensively is is kind of where he's really stood out for us in practice, especially. And and we thought that uh, the matchup with he and Pangos would be good to start the game. Ants was good. Ants was really good tonight. He responded really, really well. Not only on the defensive end, but you know he drives it, scores it, hits a big three, and then hits ten free throws. I mean, that's a big lift for us. Okay, so Anson Winder, part of Dave Rose's starting lineup change, and Josh Sharp. 
What's funny is the West Coast Conference has been notorious for calling fouls early, and especially Eric Minka getting in foul trouble. He had two fouls. Tyler Haas had a game at Santa Clara where that happened, yes. too. Yeah, Eric Minka had two fouls in the first minute 15, I think, at, at St. Mary's. Mary's. And it took him out of the entire first half. So Dave Rose puts in Josh Sharp, who's physical, who's down low, banging around. He's guarding Karnowski. Karnowski. Major mismatch. But he's just, he just did what he was supposed to do. Josh Got played, him to the stripes, yes. and Karnowski missed he's those free not throws. not a good free throw shooter. Two for seven. So they put him on the line early, and they avoid the early foul trouble from Eric Mika. That was a genius, genius move by Dave Rose. And then Anson Winder brings added defensive pressure off the bench. And he scored a, a quick five. So yes. he's, he's engaged offensively. He's a good defender. That's his greatest strength. But then he scored five quick ones. He ends up with the game-high 17 points. 10 for 10 from the stripe, including clutch free throws down the stretch. In the final seven minutes, Winder and Carlino scored all of BYU's 11 points. <laughs> that's, that's an amazing statistic. That's, a, that's amazing. Anson Winder and Matt Carlino. Uh, we talked about Matty having a big game and him needing to have a big game for BYU to be able to compete with Gonzaga, but Winder was truly, truly a surprise for me. And coming I, I, up, he has a knack for hitting a big shot. I know that, and we said that yesterday, but the, how much he contributed was wow. Coming up, we'll, we go two-on-one with Anson Winder. Hear that conversation from after the game about, did you expect to come in and lead the game? Not the team, the game in points. During the post-game press conference uh, with all of the media, Anson uh, did have this enlightening comment about uh, getting the starting nod. Earlier this week, we kind of were going with different lineups just to see, um, you know, just trying stuff, some new stuff out, uh, you know, try to give them a different look. And um, that was just the, the way things went today. Coach decided to start me, and you know, that's how it went. I'd say that it was a good move. Now, look, the, it, I said that his best, his greatest strength is defending the three-point line. He changed the way that BYU defended the perimeter. Remember what Saint, happened to St. Mary's on Saturday? They shot four for 19 from three. That was a huge storyline in that game. What did Gonzaga shoot? Four for 18. BYU's defense has been really, really good the last couple games. Yes, for the second straight 65 game. 65 points for Gonzaga, 57 for St. Mary's. They've defended the three-point line better than they have all year. They're figuring some things out, obviously. And they're rebounding. They out-rebounded Gonzaga by 10 in the second half. That yielded 10 more second-chance points, including a play in which Matt Carlino airballs a shot. Kyle Collinsworth grabs the rebound, and then Matt Carlino swishes a scissor-kicking, (laughs) off-balance, shot clock, buzzer-beating shot. Second-chance points late in the game. Free throws. BYU won the game on free throws, too. You can't stop the scissor kick. How about Carlino's stat line? 15 points, 6 assists, 3 steals, only 2 turnovers. Matt Carlino and Anson Winder absolutely came to play. Topic 3. We won and we are in! Matt Carlino, who was a starter last year and much of this year, shoots a 3, hits a 3. Look, I, I, have, Here been, we go. I have been defending <laughs> BYU... Against negativity and doubters. Oh, ye of little faith. Someone tweeted at me, well, I know what we're going to hear from Spencer uh, today. Can't wait to hear him uh, go off on BYU, and he's he's back on the Tournament Express. I don't think I really ever got off. (laughs) I thought about it one day. I I listened to our producer, Ben Bagley, and Jerem try and convince me that after the Pacific loss, BYU's at-large chances are up in smoke. Nope. 
I believed secretly if they beat St. Mary's because of the way the schedule goes, they've got a little chance. There's still a chance. They win on the road, then they beat Gonzaga, and looky here. BYU being talked about by most bracketologists now. I saw one guy last night who didn't have BYU, uh, I think, in his first five. He now has them saying they're in the tournament if they win their last two regular season games, and he says they only need to win one tournament game at the West Coast Conference. That's a stretch for me. That Which, by the makes, way, that still makes me nervous. But but wow, what a what a turn of events! Joe Lunardi still has them in. Obviously, he had them in before well, the he's, game. He's captain BYU yes, right now for yes. the brackets. Jerry Palm, CBS, nowhere to he's be just seen. Being, with he's just BYU. being stubborn. See, that's what concerns me. If I just looked at Lunardi, it'd be like, oh yeah, sweet BYU's in. But it's but it's that there's multiple people, including Jerry Palm, who is one of the main guys. Has nowhere BYU nowhere to be seen, so it's like where it where is the middle? How do you have a team that's nineteen and ten and has wins over Gonzaga, Texas, Stanford, two against St. Mary's, and the thirty three RPI as nowhere in the conversation? That's absurd. That's him being that's those, just him being stubborn because of those four losses. That's it's ridiculous. not it's not one, two, or three. It's four. That's ridiculous. Okay, so Jerry Palm is the antithesis of Joe Lenardi. Okay, we have the two opposite ends of the spectrum. The majority. I don't have time to go through all of them, but I, I was up until almost 2 o'clock in the morning looking at different national bracketologists and different websites at the feeling of what BYU was doing after the Gonzaga win. And there was a collective, uh, I guess, agreement that the Cougars now are a legitimate at-large contender. They are. They're way more after that win, that's for sure. That's for sure. Now, what did it do for seeding, too? If BYU can win the final two games against Portland Saturday, live on BYU TV, BYU Radio, and then at uh, San Diego next week, BYU locks up the two. And guess what? St. Mary's lost to San Francisco last night. BYU locked up the three last night. San Francisco is in a position to be the three. Guess what? BYU might not even play Gonzaga or St. Mary's until the title game. Awesome. If they can beat... Uh, win the quarterfinal, they might play San Francisco in the semi. Although San this Francisco, is good. I, I think, is is kind of a scary team. They're a good basketball team. They bring, are. It, bring it on in Vegas, a neutral site where BYU fans will show up. Here, here this coming in from at uh, Get High on Twitter. My favorite moment of today's show will be hearing Spender. Thank you, Jerem, for uh, <laughs> labeling me with Spender. that. Name, Spender. Gush about tourney chances still alive. Oh, you know it's coming at Get High. I'm bringing it today because BYU is right back on the Tournament Express. They are. And you know who agrees with me? The game, the player of the game from last night. Hopefully it helps us. You know, we need as much, as much help as we can get going into the tournament. And you know, we know this is a big win for us because they're a ranked team. So hopefully this helps us. And that is the reserved comment from Anson Winder. He, he goes into that a little bit more in our two-on-one. And Eric Mika also sounds off on that. This team believes they are a tournament caliber team. And I think they are too. They've, oh, yeah. they've shown that. Yeah. Last they, they can a, play with anybody. Last night showed that BYU can hang. Yeah. We we know that BYU can hang. It's just avoiding those bad losses. Has BYU not lost Pacific? I think right now you're like BYU's not in the last four in. They're they're above that. But because of those, there's there's great question associated with BYU's at large. More on the tournament discussion coming up. Also, some of the unsung heroes. Wouldn't even talk about Eric Mikahar than what he did last night. He was a beast inside. Let's get to uh, Twitter coming up after the break. Also, two-on-one with two of the heroes from last night's game. I mentioned Eric Mika. 
We'll hear from Anson Winder, who's fresh off a victory. You're listening to a Friday edition of BYU Sports Nation. Stay with us. We'll have more BYU Sports Nation right after this. Rise and shout, Cougar fans. This is Taysom Hill, and you are listening to BYU Sports Nation. Taysom Hill voted the number 15 player in all of the college football discussion, according to the Sporting News. As a junior, heading into that season, he's going to have some Heisman hype. Believe it. Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation on BYU Radio. BYU basketball feeling awfully good after knocking off Gonzaga. I'm Spencer Linton. Jerem Jordan is to my right. We are live from Studio 2 at BYU Broadcasting. Follow our show on Twitter at BYU Sports Nation. Tonight on BYU TV, gymnastics versus Southern Utah, live at 9 Eastern. Spencer Linton will say the prayer prior to the meet, as well as call it on (laughs) BYU TV. I I cannot say anything about the prayer, but I I will indeed call it on BYU TV. Well, don't tell us what you're going to say in the prayer quite yet. Just add a little bit. (laughs) Okay. Also, starting March 6th, we're going to be in Vegas doing a simulcast. We're extremely excited about this from the WCC tournament. Uh, March 6th, 7th, 10th, 11th. The radio show will be broadcast on BYU TV as well. The simulcast starts March 6th in Las Vegas. Not to be confused with simulcast. Yes. The Oracle had it a little confused. That guy. I hope he's doing all right. We haven't heard from him in a while. I think he's doing okay. He hasn't hasn't tweeted in a while. That's kind of our only connection with him. The Samulcast. I don't know how Ben Bagley gets a hold of him. (laughs) Like, does he have a phone? (laughs) I don't know. No idea. (laughs) <laughs> it's by goat. Like he sends Harry a goat, Potter's a goat messenger. Owls, the Oracle is. You can follow him on Twitter, I believe. Yes, at you BYUSN can. underscore Oracle. What was your favorite moment from the BYU win against Gonzaga last night? Use the hashtag BYUSN to keep those coming in. Jeremy and I had the opportunity to go two on one with a couple of the standouts from last night. We'll start with Eric Mika, who was 6'11 and just a man inside. First things first, what did you think when you opened your mission call to Rome, Italy? Oh, man, I, I couldn't believe it. Um, I went and searched everything to see where I was going before I said it to make sure it wasn't like North Dakota or something. And I saw Italian and I was like, that is the last language I would ever expect to speak. But, I mean, Rome is like the best place on earth. I, I've never been there. Don't really know a lot about it, but what I do know, it's, it's going to be freaking fun. Do you speak any Italian? Do you know any Italian words? I don't know a single one, so Good. there's that. Didn't you take German I did. in high school? I thought I was going to Germany for sure. With I, Nick? Yeah, I took four years of German. And I thought that would maybe change the scales a little bit. Didn't, but whatever. I'll be a tri- trilingual, I guess. May 14th. The timing on that is good to go out come back and have time to get ready for the season yeah it's perfect that's that's the availability date i put and then i got hooked up by BYU basketball and to help me get out soon so i can get back soon okay second storyline tonight huge one you beat gonzaga on your home floor <laughs> after you knock off st mary's on the road what's going right for this team right now i don't know um i mean we've been working hard all year since june and I think we're just coming together more and more and, and realizing how much potential we have. I think we, we knew from the start how good we could be, but now we're actually doing the things that we were supposed to, and, you know, it's working. You were really aggressive when you got the ball. Is there, is there an extra emphasis on that for you to attack? Um, I think just because their big guys are so big, I couldn't get a charge called on me if I just went in there and tried to rip people's heads off. And so that's what I did. Every time I got the ball, I just I just wanted to to find a shoulder and get um, 
get my body on theirs and then try and finish through it or get a foul. You may have earned the Oscar of the night, Eric, according to some Gonzaga fans. Was that an offensive foul? When he, when he hit? Yeah. Um, next question, please. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I've got to go there. Oh, we've, okay, we've been, we fight the whole game, me, Dower, me, Karnowski, and, and they call they call fouls on me that I don't agree with, and that's happened to me all season, so I thought it was about time I, got, I caught a break. Okay, the choke sign at St. Mary's. What's been the fallout from that? And uh, I guess what happened there and what did uh, Rose say to you? Yeah, I don't really want to talk about that. <laughs> um, I don't know. I was just trying you were, you were two just... seconds away from ESPN not even seeing it. I know. That seems to be the case with me every time. But I was just, <laughs> the fan was doing it to me all game. It didn't really make sense to me, and I was just trying to have fun with him. I mean, I wasn't being negative about it. I didn't flip him off after. Um, but, I, you know, I shouldn't have done it. Um, but, you know, it's over with, so can't do much about it. But it felt really good to beat St. Mary's, didn't it? It did. It felt really good, especially because I didn't even really play. I think I had five points, zero rebounds, so I was happy. Do you feel like you're an NCAA tournament team after the last couple of games that you're building your resume enough to try and get in on Selection Sunday? Yeah, I think so. I, I've thought that all year. Um, you know, we've, we've had a couple bad losses um, in conference, but... We've had a lot of close games with top rank, top rank team, top rank teams. Um, As you get five or six people uh, chanting your name from the concourse. Yeah, yeah, get out of here. Uh, <laughs> I'm just kidding, just kidding. Um, Do you know those people? I, I don't think so. I can't see them from here. But you know, I thought we were a tournament team all year, and this definitely proves that you know we can play with Gonzaga and beat Gonzaga, and they can play with anybody. They had Memphis um, up on their home on their own court and Memphis is a really good team you know I think that just goes to show we can beat anybody what's it like to play in front of this crowd it's fun it was it was freaking full tonight it was loud and they lifted us when we needed it so it was it was a heck of an atmosphere the best I've ever been in you sleeping in tomorrow uh I have to do <laughs> stupid stuff for classes <laughs> he is a student athlete Spencer yeah I'm a student athlete I'm sorry. student first how irresponsible <laughs> yeah. of me um, like last Sunday, will any will any puppies be rented? Yeah. Um, I think I'm gonna buy one. Mm. But actually, I'm gonna buy a cat. We want a cat. She wants a cat. She, You're looking at your girlfriend. Yeah. Who's patiently waiting? And she's gonna. We're gonna name it after me. So okay. I'm all good with it. Eric the cat. Yvonne. We're gonna call it Rick. <laughs> <laughs> we go. I go right with Rick sometimes. She calls me Rick. Fair hey, you call me Rick, huh? Yeah. Hey, there you she go. calls me Rick. Okay. Congratulations Good. on the big win. <laughs> Good luck against Portland. Thanks, guys. <laughs> Eric Mika is Rick the Cat. Always, always Rear. enlightening. He is really fun to talk to. He 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 makes me like sincerely. He makes me laugh a lot. He's such such a huge personality. May fourteenth, Rome, Italy. That's exciting. Four and, for seven. As he said, it's going to be freaking sweet. <laughs> <laughs> How was your mission? Freaking sweet. I don't know one word, and I am excited. Four for seven for Eric, 13 points, eight rebounds, a block, and a steal. His physical presence inside against two really, really big guys, Sam Dower and Karnowski, was impressive. I mean, that was the early storyline for me was wow, Eric, Eric showed up to play. He had 11 points in the first half. Really engaged. Defensively, a couple of big blocks. Offensively, attacking the rim, got to the line, missed some, but then made, then made enough. Uh, and that when, when Mika's involved in the offense and engaged, BYU is a really good team. 
The other guy that got an early start, we touched on this briefly, was Anson Winder. Had a couple of quick buckets right out of the gate. Got the start. Added defensive pressure on the perimeter. Used his quickness there. And just, uh, it, it set up the tone for his entire game. Then he makes enormous free throws down the stretch. 10 for 10 for Anson. The rest of BYU, 9 of 18. BYU shoots 19 of 28, which I believe is high 60s, correct? Yeah, 67, 68%. 68%. The reason they're, they're over 50% is because of Anson Winder. Ridiculous. I mean, the, the pressure free throws. Anyway, Jeremy and I had a chance to talk to Anson after probably the best game of his BYU career. Okay, Anson, coming into the night, did you imagine, yep, I'm going to score 17 points and have the game high against Gonzaga? Um, no, I didn't at all. This is the stuff you dream about as a little kid, you know, hoping to play on the big stage with, you know, a great team coming into your home place. And, you know, the feeling right now that I have is, is surreal. It's unreal. When did you find out that you were going to start? Um, well, beginning of the week, Coach was doing different lineups just to, you know, kind of switch it up and, and try different things. And so I kind of figured out, you know, yesterday that I'd be starting. And, you know, I was hoping to just come in and contribute, you know, as best, best way as I could. How did that change your mindset, if, if at all? Um... All right, guys, I'll see you later. Oh, the mindset was just uh, just to be aggressive and, and just try and help the team, you know, whether if it's offensively or defensively, just come in and, and just make something happen. So that was kind of just my goal coming in. Two games in a row where you defend the three-point line really well. St. Mary's goes four for 19, Gonzaga four for 18. What, what's been different the last two games on the defensive perimeter? Um, it's definitely starting to click that uh, every team in our league wants to shoot threes, and every team is you know such a deadly three-point shooter that we have to go three-point line if we want to win, especially in this league. So I think we've taken it upon ourselves to really compete and, and guard the three-point line as best as we can. What was the feeling in the locker room like right after the game? Take us in there. What was going on? Oh, if you go in there, there's a ton of screaming <laughs> and jumping around and guys flying. There's bodies flying everywhere, and, you know, it's just unreal. It's what, it's what you dream water about bottles. coming in. Oh, yeah, there's water, water flying, everywhere. flying everywhere. That's a BYU staple, the flying water. <laughs> oh, yeah, flying water rods everywhere. So, I mean, it's it's what you dream about, and, you know, coming into the game, you hope you can, you know, leave with a win, and, you know, it's a good feeling to have that W. 10 for 10 from the free throw line. How do you calm your nerves shooting that many free throws in the second half of probably the biggest game of the year? Um, I, can, I can't lie. I don't know how that happened. Um, I, I just I think as a team we focus more on you know making our free throws and we shoot a ton of them in practice and you know we know that if we don't make our free throws we're just leaving empty points on the board and you know that's going to come down and, and really help us win. So we just know we have to knock down free throws as a team. 9 p.m. start, packed Marriott Center. Can you describe what it was like to play in that environment? I, I mean, I wish I could describe it to you, but it's one of those things where you'd have to just live that because it's so unreal and it's what you dream about and it's what, I, you know, I was hoping to, you know, as I, when I came to BYU, that was a hope, feeling I'd hope to have and, you know, leave here with a win is, you know, you can ask for anything more. Okay, so you beat St. Mary's, you beat Gonzaga. Obviously, this is the best two-game stretch of the year thus far. How do you keep things rolling against it's Portland? Because so many teams get super high for a game like this and then kind of fade back. How do you keep it going against Portland? Um, I think we just have to stay hungry. We'll get in the gym tomorrow, and we'll, we'll compete like we always do. And, you know, Coach will give us, you know, the talk, and, and he'll get after us in practice like he always does. And, and I think it's just about staying humble and, you know, staying aggressive because we can't go into that Portland game, you know, kind of with the offset mind that, you know, things are just going to happen now. We just have to go out and take it. Are you guarding Bobby Sharp? Um, I mean, I don't know. I think we'll all get a crack at him. You know, he, I hope you are. He had a great game <laughs> out there, and, we you know, we're going to try our best as a team to, you know, really guard them.
because they all can shoot threes, and he's a, you know, a deadly three-point shooter. So and as a team, we're going to make that emphasis to really guard him and you know, hopefully get them in. You continue to try and build the resume, and this is a great win on the resume for the NCAA tournament. Do you feel like you're an NCAA tournament team that you deserve to get in? I think, you know, at this point now, I think we definitely are. You know, we're showing our toughness now winning these games, especially with, you know, guys, you know, being hurt. And we're switching lineups. And, you know, it's just that time of year where things happen. And, you know, guys, teams get hot and they get on the streak and, you know, anything can happen. So I think we're, we're peaking, you know, at the right time. And we're playing together as a team. And we're hungry for, for wins now. Luke, Frank, Eric, they rented puppies on Sunday. What role did that have in the victory? I think those puppies really, you know, got them going. We might need to do that more often. We might have to have a, a day where we just all just play with puppies, you know, instead of practicing. So, I mean, I don't know. It was, it was fun. I saw the pictures, and, you know, they, we made fun of them a little bit because of it, and, you know, it was funny. But if that's what it takes to get the win, that's what we have to do. Hey, Coach Lacombe knows about it, so I think you might want to approach Coach Rose and see if that's, that's a possibility. Yeah, you're going to have to come back, you know, and talk to me tomorrow and make sure there weren't any puppies at practice. <laughs> Thanks, Anson. Yeah, thank you, guys. I appreciate it. Hey, whatever it takes, man. You got to get dogs involved. Great. Get, do, do, bring, it, do, bring, do it. Bring, bring what, on, I don't whatever care. Whatever you need. Whatever's happening, keep go, keep it going. 17 points, three rebounds for Anson Winder, of course. The well-documented 10 for 10 from the free throw line. BYU's defense, and Anson was a big part of that, especially on the perimeter, holds Gonzaga to 40% shooting. I, w- I said I'd be happy if BYU held Gonzaga to under 50%. They're, they're that efficient. So Gonzaga shoots 40%, just 4 of 18 from the three-point line. They missed some open looks. They did. But still, shots were more contested than they have been. And when you look at how open Pangos was, Kevin Pangos was in the game in Spokane, that was, that was ridiculous. He went 2 for 5 from 3. 5 of his 13 came from the line. He made six three-pointers by himself in the first win up in Washington. In Provo, though, he's not good. No, nope. He was 1 for 12 from 3 last year, and then this year from 3, 2 for 5. He's the guy that doesn't get frustrated very often. 17 yeah. in or, the Marriott Center last easily. two games. He looked, he looked frustrated I last I think night. he was focused on the U.S.-Canada game, the semi today. He was not, his head was not in it. <laughs> or curling or something. David Stockton. We all know his dad is John Stockton. Oh, by Wait, the what? way. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Are you serious? By the, the, who, the Who's Your Daddy chant from the BYU Rock, too. Come on. As much as I love the Rock. He's you beloved were, here. You got an A Come last on. night for bringing it, but that was the one thing I was like, eh. We can do we, better. We love we John Stockton. That's all right. And that's not really a diss. Hey, who's your daddy? John Stockton. Uh, and he's, John he's Stockton, the man. and he's awesome. He's the man, and you all love him. So I don't know what you you're doing. You stop it right now. <laughs> My point being, David Stockton, who is a great ball handler, passes the ball really well. He had six turnovers totally taken out of his game. He was affected last night by the crowd, by BYU's defense. Credit goes to the Cougars for stepping it up on the defensive side of the ball against a really efficient team. We know BYU can score. They're a top five scoring team in America. We're talking 350 teams. BYU is an elite cream of the crop offense. Defensively, BYU's been better and thus they have won and won big, uh, big games at St. Mary's and against Gonzaga at home. And they're still in the tournament conversation. With that, we go back to the Twitter machine. You've got tweets. At I do rock the Y. I've been waiting for this tournament train moment since the clock hit four zeros last night. <laughs> yes, you have. At I do rock the Y. Hashtag tourney time. I saw him in the rock. He was, uh, he was rocking it. At Woody Mullet. Fave, Zags overplaying Carlino. 
Hawes back cut, giving Worthington open lane for Lane. Great call by Rose. As in the favorite moment from BYU Gonzaga last night. Yes, and we asked Luke Worthington about that. We said, why didn't you dunk it? And he's like, yeah, I went up and uh, my shoulder. Shoulder sprain. <laughs> he would have started in the place of Josh Sharp you said had he, he been healthy. You said he was going to play a role last night, and he I, did. I thought he'd have a big role. Anson Winder is the one where you say, okay, he had the big game that turned the tide. He was the Y factor. I still thought Luke's you 10 minutes needed, were valuable. You needed, yes. you needed everybody. Yep. You needed everybody. You needed, I mean, Kyle Collinsworth only scores eight points, but he has five boards and five assists. He didn't quite have the same acceleration and, and lift last night. So it'll be good to good to get the Portland game over with, rest Kyle a little bit, rest a little bit until the next week. So after the Portland game, is going to play one game in a span of like 12 days or something. It's okay. gonna be, that's going to be good to rest. BYU, of course, is now turning the page to Portland. We'll focus more on what happened against Gonzaga and take a quick look at the pilots who come into the Marriott Center tomorrow. Also, we'll get to more of your tweets. Keep them coming using the hashtag BYUSN. What was your favorite moment from the BYU win against Gonzaga and why Taysom Hill has legitimate Heisman Hyde? You're listening to BYU Sports Nation. We'll be back with more BYU Sports Nation right after this. This is Tyler Haas, and you are in BYU Sports Nation with Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. Go Cougs! Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation. Tyler Haas had 12 points last night. He was outscored by three of his teammates. When was the last time that happened? Yeah, and who cares? BYU won. I mean, Tyler's going to have big games the rest of the year like he has been, but BYU didn't need it, and that's okay. You are listening to BYU Sports Nation on B to the Y to the U Radio. It is a Friday I'm Spencer Linton, and Jerem Jordan is bringing it to my right. What can the people watch tonight, Jerem? Gymnastics on BYU Television versus Southern Utah, 9 Eastern. You will call that. You're sort of the narrator on that. The play-by-play is more of what the analyst does. It's It's, Megan Megan Donahue. Megan Donahue. She does a nice job, former BYU gymnast. And then uh, starting March 6th, 7th, 10th, 11th, we'll be in Vegas. A simulcast, that is the BYU Sports Nation Radio program will also be on television on BYU TV. We're very excited about that, so check that out. We've been doing rehearsals this week to get ready for that. Been a lot of fun. I would like to subtly remind everybody, 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 uh, everybody how amazingly over-the-top, cool, awesome BYUTVSports.com is. If you want to watch the BYU-Gonzaga game again with no commercials on demand, you can do it. An hour 38. Who else has that? Uh, I think 0.0. Yep, nobody. Nobody. BYU TV has that. That's super neato. It is. It is. Watch it on your phone, your Roku, your DVR, your online, everything. Watch it on your microwave, everything. Can you watch? Wow. Yeah, brand new technology is coming out. (laughs) You'll be able to watch it on your oven and microwave. (laughs) Okay. The Pac-12 network is trying to do this as well. (laughs) I was waiting for that. I was waiting for the shot. I'm I'm the one that takes the shots here. Yep. I'm totally okay with that. I take the shots when I when I need to. Like, well, like I, when everyone tells me that I'm an idiot for believing BYU still has a tournament chance. I don't think you're an idiot. You think I'm unrealistic. I think I think that you're ho- you're on the hope side and I'm on the oh I don't want to get crushed side. <laughs> so I, I saw cautious, a tweet from cautiously optimistic. Yeah. Oh, I trust me. I want to be so wrong about this. Yes. I do. I want to be wrong. The I fan, want you to be wrong too. The graduate of BYU and fan wants to be wrong, but I I just look at the bad losses and I look at what 
most people are saying, and it's it's hard to think that BYU gets an at-large. But right now, trust me, I'm, I'm trying not to be overwhelmed by the momentum and positivity following the Gonzaga win of, we're in, baby! It's like, okay, wait, there's two weeks left, and there's there, BYU could still play five more games. There's they have certainly a minimum work three, to do. at most five. Certainly work to do. The, the good thing is, they are peaking at the right time, it would yes, seem. Yes, They're getting hot at the right time. This is not the team that lost to LMU and Pepperdine to start WCC play. This is a team that has defeated St. Mary's on the road and beaten Gonzaga at home. This is a different BYU team. This is the best BYU's played all year. Anson Winder said we're peaking at the right time. He's exactly right. Yep, 19-10, and 10, high RPI in the high 30s, and certainly getting involved in some discussions as uh, the bubble talk is awfully bubbly these days. The Cougars have two really important games. I know it's Portland and San Diego. Portland, I don't think, I, I'm quite honestly, they play them on Saturday. Tomorrow night at the Marriott Center, final home game of the regular season. No seniors, by the way, so it's so not it's a not, senior it's night. It's not senior night. Gregor Bell, we're, we're joking about it. It's junior night. He junior said. night. Junior night at the Marriott Center. At the Marriott Center, yep. Live on BYU TV and BYU Radio, 9 Eastern. So BYU and Portland uh, renew that little uh, rivalry after the triple overtime craziness up in Portland. Uh, a tough loss for BYU. I don't think the Cougars have any, any problems with Portland tomorrow night. I'll be shocked if BYU doesn't win by 17-plus. They're, they're fired up. They're playing with a ton of confidence. The fans are going to show up because it's a Saturday night, and they're coming off two final, enormous wins. It's the final, final chance for game. people to watch BYU play in the Marriott Center. It's, it's going to be loud. It's going to be rowdy. You know, and I hope it's the final game in the yes. Marriott Center. Yes. Exactly, because if it's not, then that likely means BYU's in the NIT. So I'm just going to say, it's the final game. It's the final game. In the regular it's junior season. Night. Of, yep, junior night at the Marriott Center. Okay. I mentioned that there are some national pundits, some prognosticators, bracketologists that are discussing BYU after last night's win. They were in the national spotlight on ESPN2. They were the late game. So if you're a basketball fan. you beat fan, a ranked team. Yep. BYU had lost 13 of its last 14 against ranked teams going into the game. The last win against ranked team, Gonzaga, two years ago. Jeff Borzello of CBSSports.com said this, and I paraphrase. This was a game... BYU needed to win. After four consecutive losses in December, the Cougars have now won 11 of 14, highlighted by Thursday's home victory against Gonzaga. Adding to what we were just saying, they're getting hot at the right time. They are peaking towards the latter part of the season, which is crucial for any team that has at-large hopes. The Cougars now have another marquee victory to add to the ledger, joining top 50 wins, Texas and Stanford. However, he does note at the end of that paragraph, they cannot slip up against Portland and San Diego. The San Diego game is kind of a, it kind of makes me feel queasy because it's on the road and they, they, play, teams they tough. play tough at home. They really do. And they play down to competition too. Like they beat Portland by two last night at home. And so last year, BYU goes into San Diego and that's a six point game. That's a close game. Gonzaga almost lost last year as the overall number one seed. They almost lost at, lost at San Diego. BYU won the previous meeting with San Diego this week or this year by 15, coming off a couple of losses against LMU and Pepperdine. I think that BYU is properly motivated and is ready to play. And guess what? Guys like Anson Winder are emerging late. So you have other weapons. I don't know. I, Anson might not have that game the rest of the year. That doesn't matter. He, he helped BYU win that game because Tyler and Kyle will be better in the other games. At Yahoo Sports, Jeff Eisenberg he said BYU got the win and needed to breathe life into its at-large hopes. The Cougars avoided a season sweep at the hands of Gonzaga and tallied a much-needed 
top 50 RPI win. How the selection committee views BYU now will depend heavily on what criteria it values in an at-large candidate. And that really is the debate. BYU's What's numbers the criteria are good. That will be they used. have good wins. They have some bad losses. But what, what does the selection committee say, okay, this outweighs this? Like, their good wins outweigh their bad losses. We've seen more good than bad. Their they strength deserve of to be schedule, yes. the RPI, all that factors in. BYU's got several things in their corner that could be used to get the at-large. This is not a typical BYU year where BYU is more like Gonzaga, where they don't have any you know great wins, but they have a bunch of wins. They haven't lost as much. They're near the top of the conference kind of deal. This is a different kind of year. In the same year that BYU played its toughest football schedule ever, the basketball team did, and Wichita State is still undefeated. And BYU's played some good teams, and Texas has emerged, and Iowa State is a solid team in the Big 12 and all that. So this has been an interesting year, hopefully one in which BYU finishes in the NCAA tournament. Now, BYU has played especially well against the good teams in the WCC as opposed to the bad teams, which brings us to the stat of the day. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. Five and one. BYU's five and one versus Gonzaga, St. Mary's, and San Francisco. Yeah. Yeah. However, BYU six and four against the bottom six, huh? Including Portland and San Diego. BYU lost to Portland, beat San Diego. BYU but you know what? They played those teams early in early in the conference. It's season. different now. Yep. BYU needs to finish strong and lock up the two seed by winning the next two games and keep its slim at large chances alive. I think I've said yep to things you've said like twenty five times today. I just realized that I'm yep. agreeing with you a lot today. Hey, I love it. <laughs> Keep it coming. Keep it going. When you beat Gonzaga, it's easy for everyone to be friends and feel happy. Hey, positive vibes yeah. today, man. Oh, such fun, such a fun environment. Taken from last night and then bring it right into the studio. I was, again, we got home so late and I was like, you know what? I don't even care. I'm going to sleep like three or four hours. Honey badge don't care. Don't care. I'm going to wake up. I'm feeling good. BYU just beat Gonzaga. They're in the tournament discussion. You know what else makes me feel good? That Taysom Hill is getting some respect. And it tells me how crazy the country is for football. Seriously. Countdown to Connecticut. 188. One day closer to watching the number 15 player in all of America, according to Sporting News, take on the Connecticut Huskies. Can't wait. Keep your Twitter responses coming. What was your favorite moment from the BYUN versus Gonzaga last night? Hashtag BYUSN. Up next, an epic Cougar whip around to get you set for the weekend. Plus today's rise and shout. This is BYU Sports Nation. Stay with us. We'll have more BYU Sports Nation right after this. And now, back to more BYU Sports Nation. Welcome back to a loaded Friday edition of BYU Sports Nation. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan hanging out. You know what time it is? WHIP. It's time for the Cougar Whip Around Football. Kyle Vanoy, Cody Hoppin, Ethan Manumaliona, Daniel Sorensen, and Wani Unga will all partake in the NFL Draft Combine, which starts in earnest today. Interviews and whatnot, measurements, uh, and then they continue through the weekend until Tuesday. There were only 13 other schools with more than the five invites to the Combine. Also, as mentioned earlier, Taysom Hill named the 15th best player in college football by the Sporting News. More on that next week. Softball. BYU destroyed Virginia 9-0. Revenge for football. But then dropped the second game oh. of the day, 6-0 to number 24 Notre Dame. No revenge for football. The Cougars face Oklahoma State and Fordham today in Cathedral City, California. Baseball. BYU split the doubleheader with Texas a Corpus Christi. BYU took game 1-10-2 but dropped game 2-3-1. 
Today, BYU plays number 19 TCU and UT San Antonio Beat the on frogs. Saturday. Golf. BYU sits tied for second place at the John Burns Intercollegiate at the Wailua Golf Course. The 30th-ranked Cougars tied at 7-under with 12th-ranked Texas A&M. Nine strokes off the 16-under lead from number 4 Cal. Justin Kiley leads all golfers at the tourney. A BYU guy at 10-under, four strokes up on the field. That a boy, Justin. Tennis. It's the men's team's turn to go up to Salt Lake and beat Utah, unlike the women. 5 p.m. Mountain Time today, 70th-ranked BYU men's tennis. Get her done. (laughs) Swimming and diving. All the MPSF championships in L.A. At the MPSF championships, I should say, BYU continues to find success, recording two 200 free relay wins and a 200 IM sweep, also a 50 free win. Track and field. These Simplot games are this weekend at Holt Arena on the campus of Idaho State University, home of Taysom Hill in Pocatello, Idaho. Gymnastics. BYU hosting Southern Utah tonight, 9 Eastern, in the Smithfield House. I will have the call. I may or may not be saying the opening prayer. Women's basketball. <laughs> BYU got a great road win last night, a 14-point win at Pepperdine. Lexi Eaton led all scores with 25 points, including a career-high five threes. Jennifer Hampson continues to dominate. 17 points, 14 boards, 5 blocks. Our next guest, Kim Beeston. She scored 15 in the win. BYU back in action tomorrow, 2 p.m. tip at LMU. That game's live on BYU Radio. Kim, what's gone right the last six games to have this six-game win streak? Um, I think we're just really playing together as a team. Um, I think that everyone's bought into Judd's system and that um, we were just really executing out on the floor the game plan. And I think, first of all, it starts defensively and our, then our offense usually propels itself. So that's what I think. So, Kim Beeson joining BYU Sports Nation, a three-point specialist. Mm-hmm. Kim, you didn't have a great shooting night against Portland, but you bounced back against Gonzaga and make a couple of huge buckets. What did that win over Gonzaga do for you personally and for your team in the confidence department? Um, I think it, I mean, it helps when anyone can make big baskets and big games um, to help their confidence. And I don't know, judges always tells me to keep shooting, and so I, I just keep shooting no matter if they're going in or not. Um, it helped, and that, that game really helped my confidence. Um, but more importantly, I think it helped the team's confidence for sure coming in and um, being a 15th-ranked team. Um, we we played well. Our defense was um, really clicking on all cylinders. And, yeah, I think it was just a, a big boost going into the conference tournament in a couple weeks here. Now, Kim, on Saturday, Spencer and I played in an intramural game, and you were on the other sideline. <laughs> was your husband in the game? Yeah, he was, actually. Do you remember the result of the game? Oh, <laughs> I hear that um, there was a buzzer beater at the end, I I, think. I don't know what you're talking about. (laughs) Oh, yeah. We won by one. We won by one. You know what, though? It was a valiant effort because his team only had five and we had like eight guys. Yep. We had nine. nine. How tired was he after that game? Um, He didn't really say much, like, that he was tired. Um, He's in better shape than we are, then. (laughs) (laughs) He said that it was a pretty crazy game, and that you guys couldn't miss from the three-point line. That sounds like you. And I'm by the by the way, I'm glad you did not play. Yeah, I, I asked you before the game, I said, are you playing? You said, no. I said, thank you. We got a chance. <laughs> All right, Wish L- I could have seen it. Yes, LMU tomorrow. Uh, how do you get the win against the Lions in Los Angeles? 
Um, they're a good team. Um, they're really they're really good offensively, driving the ball. And I think um, a big thing for us is going to be able to play their personnel correctly. And um, last time we came down here, they kind of mixed it up on us and ran a triangle two. And so just being prepared and coming out ready, um, knowing that they can throw anything at us. And the key for us is just to play play well together and um, just get get stops on the defensive end. Because when we do that, we know that we can um, we can score on anybody. So, well, Kim, good luck against LMU. Keep the win streak going, and thanks for the time. Thank you so much. You got make it seven straight. Okay, will do. <laughs> See you, Kim. Let's go back to the Twitter machine, shall we? It's Twitter time. What was your favorite moment from the BYU win against Gonzaga? Hashtag BYUSN. At FLG underscore T. Best game moment? David slays Goliath, as in David Stockton, slays Rexosaurus Rex, and gets slapped with an offensive charge for his trouble. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> Love it. At TashaLin19, when the final buzzer sounded and I could breathe again, also Ty's shot at the halftime buzzer was pretty, which brings us to the best sounds of the week. This is the stuff you dream about as a little kid, you know, hoping to play on the big stage with, you know, a great team coming into your home place. Matt Carlino, who was a starter last year and much of this year, shoots a three, hits a three. A 15-2 run, BYU holding for the final shot. Final three seconds, Hawes contested, hits a three off one leg as the buzzer sounds. Shot block. Here comes BYU in transition for the win. I think we're just coming together more and more and, and realizing how much potential we have. I think we, we knew from the start how good we could be, but now we're actually doing the things that we were supposed to, and, you know, it's working. Worthings into the basket from Carlino. Perfect pocket pass from Matt Carlino to the rolling Worthington. Carlino into the front court, and the Zags are going to let the seconds wind off. Win for BYU and listen to him celebrate. That was such a big win that we decided to call our favorite sounds of the week just from last night. Just from last night. Awesome. I, I think that deserves it. How about this tweet coming from at Moco BYU Blue? His name is Mike O'Connor. I met him. Really nice guy. He's the president of the BYU Cougar Alumni Association. He says, listening in at 37,000 feet, yeah. go, go Wi-Fi, and BYU Radio at best moment awesome. seeing Anson Winder bury the free throws. Shout out to Mike. Thanks to our guests today, Eric Mika, Anson Winder, and Kim Beeston, and everyone on our crew. Please join us again for more BYU Sports Nation. You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram. In the meantime, for show links and much more, for Jerem, I'm Spencer, and you have just listened to a jam-packed Friday edition of BYU Sports Nation. Oh, I'm so happy!